Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, well, today, today is going to be a little bit less structured. Uh, I'm going to talk about the World Series and uh, some specific circumstances about the World Series and, uh, and that final game. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how uh, this episode is going to be structured, so I'm going to talk to you about our sponsors to start off with. So the season is in full swing and action is still unfolding. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of all those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, a lot was discussed after the Game 6 of the World Series. Um... Uh, uh, by the way, congratulations to the Dodgers for winning the World Series. Um, division rivals, they built a ridiculous team this season. Uh, and uh, regardless of, of the payroll, they uh, they did a great job. They acquired all the right players, and uh, their roster was excellent top to bottom. Now, looking at their opponent, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays are known as a as an analytics-friendly team which they are, and rightly so. Uh, actually, the only reason that the Rays were really in the World Series was because of their their uh, shrewdness with the deals that they've made, the farm system that they've built up, the players that they acquired, and the analytics played uh, the essentially the largest role in getting the Tampa Bay Rays to the World Series. Now, obviously, I've talked about analytics very frequently on this show. I've uh, read off uh, some advanced statistics when evaluating players, um, at least some of the more commonplace ones. But uh, the race came under fire a little bit after Game 6, and it was because of the decision to pull Blake Snell after uh, 73 pitches, I believe, um, after he had shredded through the Dodgers lineup twice. Um, a lot of people blame this on the analytics, and I can't really say why. Uh, I, I believe people blamed it on the analytics because, well, the Rays are an analytics team and every decision they make must be based off of analytics, right? Well, yes, but isn't every decision that every team makes based off of some sort of, of data point, off of some sort of analysis? I mean, even when you're going by the quote-unquote eye test, you're making some evaluations, um, even if they may not be off of raw numbers. I'm at, at basically every major league team uses some numbers to evaluate um, how they're playing. And I think the stigma against analytics, at least at this period in time, 
is just based off of, of a misunderstanding what analytics is. Well, what is analytics? Analytics is nothing more than data. Uh, data is literally just the numbers collected uh, for the games over the course of a season, the course of a few seasons. And uh, there's varying degrees. You take data like hits, home runs, RBI, batting average, the classic baseball card statistics. And I think analytics, at least when most people think of them, are more like you know WRC+, plus, defensive run saved, even though those are more publicly available statistics and most major league organizations have their own proprietary statistics. Um, analytics is data collection. It's taking the numbers and uh, making decisions based off of the numbers. So the more data you have, the better educated you are to make decisions uh, based off of this data. And again, the Rays are probably the best team in Major League Baseball with doing this. Um, but you know, up there with them is teams like, oh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, now the Los Angeles Dodgers have probably the biggest analytics team in Major League Baseball. Uh, if you look at uh, the positions they have, they have uh, baseball operations analysts, they have data engineers, they have amateur scouting um, with analytics, they have uh, they have video coordinators, they have quantitative analytics, um, they have probably seven positions alone de uh, dedicated to quantitative research and analytics. Um, they have uh, positions in terms of contracts, in terms of, of scouting and uh, biomechanics and uh, data engineers, as I as I've mentioned. So there's there's just so much that uh, data can provide for you, and data isn't just <clears throat> collecting raw statistics and turning them into decisions. They're more comprehensive. Uh, this off season, Clayton Kershaw went up to the driveline facility and he took an evaluation. So data is more than just oh well this stat says this we're going to do this i mean it's it's comprehensive you develop players with data you uh, you do make decisions with data you decide who's better with data i mean you can when we argue about which players are better in certain scenarios we always use data it's just the degree of data which uh, to which we use and in my opinion it's just a shame the uh, the rap that data gets that analytics get on nearly a daily basis you know, you watch the MLB Network, you watch uh, the live broadcasts, and you have guys like John Smoltz. John Smoltz was an incredible pitcher in his day, absolutely uh, a legend. And the unfortunate part about his presence at the time, however, is his disdain for analytics. Now, this is the direction that baseball is moving. Baseball is, I've talked about this before, you have sports like basketball, and you have sports like hockey, and they're very dynamic um, analytics are a little bit more fluid in those sports, but baseball are singular intervals. They're events that happen. Baseball does not happen more than one pitch at a time. So I, I believe that would make baseball a more reliable sport where you can look at the data and make more concrete decisions. And this is the trend that baseball has, has moved towards. Uh, Dan Zimborski said on Twitter the other day, uh, Dan Zimborski, uh, he's uh, a senior writer over at Fangraphs, um, so he's very in touch with the data, and he actually uh, creates a lot of really solid projection systems. But he, he said the least modern front offices in baseball, the Rockies and the Royals, 
uh, would have been on the cutting edge in 1995. Modern baseball won. The war is over and has been for a really long time. There are no analytics versus non-analytics fights in baseball. The only difference is degree. No army loses a war these days because they didn't lose use flintlock muskets and culverins. Nobody uses that stuff. You're just doing 19th century manager cosplay. And he makes a good point. Baseball has evolved, as I mentioned, to the point where every single team uses analytics. But it's just to the varying degrees uh, by which we use analytics. You know, I mentioned the Dodgers earlier had one of the more uh, ridiculous analytics staffs in in all of sports, not just Major League Baseball. Uh, they... They had a, a paper that came out by uh, Dodgers, uh, one of the Dodgers directors, um, and it's nuclear penalized multinomial regression with an application of predicting at bat outcomes in baseball. Which, <laughs> if you if you understand like what's going on here, it's uh, essentially machine learning uh, for trying to predict at bat outcomes, like it says. So uh, even the Dodgers use analytics, uh, and the Dodgers won. So analytics did win the World Series. Uh, I, w I believe that the Dodgers wouldn't have been in the World Series without uh, the analytics to the degree that they use either. Now, about the decision, Blake Snell was dealing. He made it through the top uh, of their order twice, made it through their entire order twice, and he got to the top. Now, this is a tough decision, right? Uh, in my mind, he's dealing. His stuff looks fantastic. Um, but there were some indicators that he was at least fatiguing a little bit. Um, his velocity was dipping. His control was dipping just a little bit. See, I believe that they took him out too early, and I think most people agree with that. And there's a point that was made uh, that most analytics people agreed with that. A lot of people that, that are for analytics, like Dan Zimborski or um, just other people in this conversation, Believe that the analytics don't necessarily make a decision here for you. Analytics don't make decisions. You make decisions based off of what you see. They give you information, and the more information you have, the, again, like I said, the more educated you are to make a quality decision. So the analytics didn't say to pull him. The analytics said, well, the longer you pitch him, the more risk you're going to have. And that's true. That's inherently true with any pitcher that you, that you throw, uh, at least starters especially for that long of a time and there was risk uh, I would have left him in for at least you know a couple more batters uh, maybe a full inning I mean I, he only let one runner on I believe he could have uh, finished the inning his pitch count was fairly low um, and I mean pitch count is, is data in the raw sense of the word uh, and people use data and people um, take the pitch count they understand where where guys start to get fatigued uh, Blake Snell typically doesn't go super deep in ball games. Uh, he doesn't, you know, hit 110 pitches a game consistently. Uh, so if you look at the data in that manner, there, that's a good indication that maybe he was reaching the end of his rope. Well, again, the analytics didn't make the decision. Kevin Cash made the decision based off of the information that he had. And hindsight is 2020. If you take Blake Snell out, and the bullpen closes the game. We all look at look back at it like, hey, man, that was a really good decision. But again, hindsight 2020. Analytics weren't in the wrong here. People just don't understand what analytics are, and they don't understand that that you use 
analytics on a daily basis. And the more information that you have, the better you are off for it. Um, the Rays would not have been in the World Series without analytics. The Twins would not have been in the playoffs without analytics. The Dodgers would not have won the World Series without analytics. Now, the teams in baseball that use analytics are are teams like the Dodgers, teams like the Rays, teams like the Yankees, uh, teams like the Houston Astros. I, say what you want about the Houston Astros. They have constructed a great roster um, regardless of previous circumstances. Uh, the Athletics have traditionally been very good with analytics. Uh, Billy Bean, if you if you actually watch uh, like Moneyball, right? Moneyball is a classic movie about um, you know using data and and evolving uh, the game of baseball with with numbers. The data that they used in Moneyball is like it's when you look at what teams use now to evaluate players. That's elementary stuff, and that's how fast baseball has evolved. Baseball took forever to get to the point. Um, where, where it's at now. I mean, you did have early precursors. Branch Rickey used a version of wins above replacement back in the 40s. So you have precursors, you have precedent, uh, but baseball hasn't really fully accepted the analytics movement until recently. Uh, a lot of other sports are moving that same direction. Football's a bit behind, but basketball, you clearly see it. Hockey, um, I believe you see it as well. I mean, you see it in soccer as well. So, I mean, it, we are, as a society, advancing in technology on the daily and that's why major league baseball uh, has at least capitalized on that a little bit uh, you look at baseball savant which i draw a lot of information from that website you look at the Statcast era right uh, everybody talks about the Statcast era the Statcast era is analytics that's what it is it's it's measuring things uh, measuring launch angle and distance of, of balls hit typically um, miles an hour all, all that stuff and that's data that players um, can be evaluated by. Um, and that's all it is. And, and as humanity and as Major League Baseball progresses technologically, teams are going to have access to more data. And as such, they're going to use more data to educate their decisions. And the teams that do it the best, the teams that do it the most effectively, are the more successful teams, such as the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, we, we talk about their payroll all the time. And the only reason they're able to squeeze uh, so much talent out of that little payroll is because of analytics. Uh, you look at a contrasting team, I believe a team uh, who should follow the mold of the Tampa Bay Rays, but in fact are currently in the opposite situation, are the Colorado Rockies. Now, uh, the Colorado Rockies don't are, are behind the curve in analytics. Dan Zimborski said the teams that are probably at the bottom of the heap in terms of how progressive they are with using data and analytics is the, the Rockies and the Royals. Now, the Rockies are top 10 in payroll every single year, and they can't finish with a 500 record. And I believe that the Rockies don't use analytics enough, uh, and you see that reflected in their decisions. Now, it's maybe they have a, a decent, they don't have a decently sized analytics staff, but maybe they have a decent amount of proprietary um, analytics Maybe they have a very good analytics staff, even if it is small. Uh, but even if they do have that, the front office doesn't use it. If they collect that data, the front office doesn't use that information to improve the roster. Uh, and that's what I've harped on on this podcast countless times, is analytics is used to improve the roster, uh, make game day decisions. Player development is huge with uh, uh, for analytics. Uh, I mean... 
one of the biggest testaments, at least in recent memory for the Rockies, was Adam Ottavino. Adam Ottavino uh, came back from injury, struggled a little bit, but he takes a trip up to driveline, uh, reinvents his two-seam and his slider, and comes back and absolutely dominates and is now playing with New York. Uh, that's, that's analytics. That's data. Again, I talked a little bit about John Smoltz. Um, Alex Rodriguez has been one of the biggest proponents of anti-analytics, even though he, uh, when you look at his career, he probably benefited a lot from, uh, from analytics and, and especially his legacy. You, you can look at how effective he was as a player, and he was one of the greatest ever, just looking at the numbers, right? You'd think he'd be a fan, but he's not. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, I, I really wish Alex Rodriguez was able to successfully purchase the New York Mets because the Mets would be sitting in eternal mediocrity or below mediocrity, and Alex Rodriguez would either have to adapt to analytics or he'd uh, not use analytics, and in that case, the Mets would not be good <laughs> because of the, the complete rejection of using data instead of the quote-unquote eye test. Uh, you also have guys like Stephen A. Smith who are saying, oh, that decision was analytics. Every decision made in this World Series was analytics. You know, you run, the Dodgers run um, when they didn't pitch Kershaw, when they didn't pitch Bueller. Um, they ran the Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May uh, one-two punch, right? Now, that is usually attributed, you know, the bullpen game, the, the, the Johnny Allstaff game, that's typically attributed to a more... Uh, analytically minded team and the reason that the Dodgers were able to construct such a quality bullpen was because of the analytics you look at Blake Trainin, uh was one of the more contributing uh, heavily contributing members to the Dodgers bullpen this year and they were able to pick him up for a bargain a few years ago because I mean he came off of a pretty rough year um, with the athletics after winning uh, reliever of the year uh, but all the the data suggested that he got unlucky um, that he was going to bounce back and guess what? Dodgers pick him up, he bounced back. So there's, it's just making decisions based off of, of information. Uh, Bill Plaschke, he's, uh, he's on ESPN. He said this uh, the other day. There's no way you take him out of this game except if you're using analytics and using the, the, the numbers and not using the eye test. Numbers are for the regular season. The eye test is for the postseason. Kevin Cash plunked it big time. Terrible decision. Now... The notion that <laughs> you use analytics for the regular season and, and um, the eye test for the postseason, it just it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the teams that were in the World Series. Again, I mentioned the Dodgers have the biggest analytics staff in sports. The Rays are up there. The Rays fund their analytics staff very well. They're incredibly competent. Uh, the best in baseball, in my opinion, Second best would be probably the Dodgers. But this this World Series was a, a battle of analytics. The analytics won regardless of who won this World Series. So uh, that's that's my analytics rant today. I've talked to you guys about this before. Uh, analytics is nothing more than collecting data. And the more data you have to make decisions, the better off you are for it, as evidenced by the teams in the World Series. Now, there has been some Rockies news, officially some, some off-season news. I uh, just wanted to mention them on here. Uh, I, I'll go into a full evaluation of them later. Um, I'll give you my initial thoughts, though. So, first of all, uh, Daniel Murphy is not returning to the Colorado Rockies as entering free agency. Clubs declining the option. 
Uh, good decision. Daniel Murphy was not good this year. Below average in terms of wins above replacement. Not good defense. Could not hit. Uh, definitely an overpay. Uh, looking back at someone we could have had with that same contract with DJ LeMahieu, uh, it's a little bit frustrating looking back on that in hindsight. We've talked about this uh, before, but that's that's something that happened. <laughs> uh, and also it looks like the Rockies are inclined to bring back Kevin Pillar. After I just went on a 20-minute rant about analytics, I don't I don't like this decision. Kevin Pillar got lucky this year. There's no reason to think that he's going to be as good next year. I'll talk about this more in a more in-depth and lengthy session. Uh, but I, I'm not a fan of this one. I don't see the point in, in bringing back Kevin Pillar. Maybe Michael Gibbons. I could see that if they decided to bring him back. And I, I think they will bring Daniel Bard back. I think that's in the cards. So um, with that said, uh, that was today's episode of uh, 20th and Blake. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Cade C. Walker. And you'll, you'll get plenty of uh, analytics minded tweets uh i tweet analytics minded uh baseball tweets basketball tweets all the time i talk about denver nuggets colorado rockies general mlb nba stuff so uh follow me on twitter shoot me a dm if you have any questions uh, again thank you for tuning in to 20th and blake as always presented to you by DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app and we'll talk to you next time